Hello and welcome back to episode 3, season 1 of the Home and Away Days podcast. As always, you're joined by myself, Luke and James. How are we doing, James? I'm alright. I'm, right. I'm doing good. How are you doing, Luke? Well, let's just say I've spent the last 10 minutes in absolute disarray <laughs> trying to get so we could record this because our usual recording software is being a knob. So I'm feeling a lot better now I can get it sorted. Um, so we're up to episode 3. We've done quite a few teams so far, I think eight in total. And the theme is still we are struggling for away games because we, we've received <laughs> word that I think it's two uh, up to now away games that we were due to have in the coming month or so have been cancelled. And we are going to be stuck with a lot of Tuesday nights, which isn't fun. Well, one's been rescheduled. Um, you know, um, there's nothing better than having a Shrewsbury away on a Tuesday night in December. <laughs> yeah, having to go around about 15 million roundabouts oh, yeah. in the pitch black. What could be better? Well, the thing is, right, in that sort of month, let's call it, going to the end of November, you've now got Oxford away on a Tuesday night. You've got Portsmouth away. You've got Cambridge away. It's like... Just a disgusting sort of two or three week period that we're going to endure, and knowing Bolton, they're going to lose them all. It is, but it's going to be great for the episode. Oh yeah, just because you know you're actually going to get a, de- a decent like few away <laughs> days in one episode, rather exactly. than the moment where we're clutching to one. If that, but we'll, we'll crack on then. So first up for us today, shocker! It's a home game, and it's Salford City in the EFL Trophy. So, well, starting off, I. I wanted to kind of address, I do feel a bit sorry for the EFL trophy because it seems attendance-wise, it really does struggle. And I'm not too sure why that is really because it's only £10 a ticket plus like a a pound booking fee. And what you're getting is pretty much a first team. For, For us in this competition, we always go strong. And you're also maybe getting to see one or two youth player appearances. And to me, that's much better than some league games where, you know, you're paying maybe three times that if you're not a season ticket holder. And it's even better than some of the cup games that you play, like when we played Middlesbrough. It's better because, you know, you've pro- you're probably going to beat that team in convincingly. So as a, as a fan, I really struggle to see why these games are so uh, lowly attended. I saw, I, think, I, saw a, um, I saw a tweet um after the Salford game, and it was talking about this this sort of comparison where it might as well be a glorified League One Cup. I was like, well, not really, because you've seen it time and time again that League Two clubs can and will go and win this cup. I just don't get why our fans don't get behind Bolton at least. Well, I don't think it's just our fans. I think it's fans in general, but just in in terms of the atmosphere, it, it's really it really does suffer. I mean, there's only ever been two great atmospheres we've had at this in this competition, and that's the semi-final last year away and the final mm. because they were just so well attended. But every other game, it really seemed to follow that trend of very few away fans and less than I think it was less than three thousand in total Bolton fans. So once again, you kind of it, I mean it's weird because it's like pure football. You're just watching for the football. There's there's no real chancing or abuse or no. anything like that it, it's just like watching Saturday League football but in a stadium well you hate me sometimes because when, when I'm at these games um, in, a, in a really not in a horrible way you can sort of get away with not watching the game for a little bit and nothing's going to happen that's that's the, the level we're at sometimes 
Um, and I'm in the Salford game, even before the episode started, I actually forgot we played Salford. That's how much it stayed in my memory. I couldn't tell you what score it was until now. It was 3 0. It was 3 0 because. No, I, I hadn't checked, but it. That's. You know what I mean? It's like. It, I forgot we played Salford. Just yeah. saying. Yeah, I, I, and like I say, I, I don't think it's down to them because as as their fan base, I think. It, I, I can't remember if I've got it down. 377 of them attended. Now, given that competition, that's probably accurate and like I say at times you could hear them but it, it's just a case of I'm more disappointed in our fans the home fans than I am in yeah. the way fans because you think about it right we won this competition last year and we got the day out at Wembley there was was it like 70 odd thousand all together there yeah it was a great atmosphere and then it's the defending champions at home the, the first time in that competition since winning. And to get less than 3,000 just felt... And it's half term as well. So it's not even like some kids wouldn't be able to do it. It's, no. It's, it felt like a, a real disappointment from us. I think when you look back to that Wembley victory, you know, it's something which stay, will stay in my memory for my life. Because it's a... Yes, people will take the it was just a pizza trophy. But it was a tro- it was Bolton's first trophy in 30-odd years. You've also gone into a season where there's a lot of expectation about Bolton doing well, cheer them on. Spend the ten quid watch them for the evening. Because if you're going to watch it at home, it's the same price as well. So mm. I, I won't get too bogged down in it because it, it does kind of really annoy me. But just considering everything the occasion was and, you know, what what the fan, what I expected from our fans, it, it really was upsetting that there wasn't more of a, a presence there, really. Yeah, but... The game itself was was from memory. It was all it was good. It wasn't like a, a poor, boring performance. No, and 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 again, I think that's the the problem is because there wasn't any atmosphere there. The game just kind of slipped from your mind. So I, I'm just putting it down to again. That's that's what I've come to expect of the EFL Trophy, and we actually do have another game in that <laughs> coming up later on, and and we'll kind of cover that again. But for now, uh, Salford in the EFL Trophy has been done. And we'll now move on to the only away game of this episode. And it's quite a, a long trip. It's Reading. So, first of all, obviously, I think it's only fair to say, um, you know, I do hope that all the issues with the club are soon sorted because it's never it's never nice. We've obviously experienced it firsthand and we've seen it as well. Clubs like Wigan and Berry, you know, and Macclesfield being some of the, the ones who have suffered the most. Um and what they're going through it is really quite cruel. And and it kind of set up a weird day in many ways. Because obviously that was always hanging in the background. Um, and, and obviously you want to enjoy yourselves and you want to go there and see a win. But at the same time, you know, you're also kind of watching a club on the edge. And it, you don't know how long it is until they crumble or if they're ever going to come back from what they're, they're suffering from. So I just wanted to get that out there. Um so, starting off, we managed to get uh, parking quite close, which was really handy, uh, given, obviously, it's kind of in the middle of nowhere, not in a sense of, um, like, it's in a field like Forest Green was. It's just around industrial parks and retail parks, and yeah. obviously, strict parking laws around there, they're not as good as uh, Middlebrook. No, a complete difference. But um, £10 it cost in the end, which... It's quite hefty. I mean, it's three quid more than Cheltenham, but then again, it's London prices, isn't it? I always go for the fact that at Bolton, you can pay three quid to park at the stadium. 
Like, that £3 back a Premier League-style stadium. Well, it's £3 if you do it online, but I think they try and trick a lot of people by not get, like letting on to that, because you only found that out by mistake, Well, there's you? the signs that say pay, pay to park, like the apps. If you didn't pay it, you'd have to pay the machine. It's like six, seven quid. Yeah, so that's what probably they'll, they'll rely on more so than mm. than the like guiding people. Because if you can get someone to pay six quid over three quid, that you know they're going to do that, aren't they? They're going to do it. Yeah, exactly. But it's ten quid's a lot. I know it's London prices, but <laughs> it's certainly not cheap yeah. in the pocket. And as well, considering Reading is two hundred nine miles from from my house, um, it, you know it, you're obviously looking at petrol as well and. I think it was, what was it, in the 150s? It wasn't cheap. No, not at all. <laughs> um, I think it was 53 in the end. So, yeah, if you're adding a full tank of petrol and then you know, you're getting there and it's another tenner on top, it's a bit of a pain. Yeah, but it, exactly. One thing I will say, though, is Reading really pulled itself back and might go down as, in my mind, the best equipped for away fans because that they have a fan zone... Which is oh. open to away fans now. It's brilliant. When, when obviously we're saying this, this we've had we had an away fan zone at Cheltenham, which was huh. like a in a in a derelict ground. I can't. I don't know how to explain. It. Like a building site, it looked like of a bowling green. Yeah, and there was one set of of beer taps and a portaloo. This had a big screen with the telly on. It had Mexican food. It had noodles. It had burgers, it had beer, it had seating area. It it was, and I don't know. I mean, I can't personally say if this was because they need money or if this some is this, this something they regularly do, but credit to Reading because that is the first time I've seen that and it to me that makes more sense than kind of what we do. But I understand why, as a club, we only have it open to home fans because it's quite small and it's still brand new. But that that really pulled it back for me. I sort of feel like when you when we go to all these different stadiums and we're able to have access to you know good facilities, you know some come to mind like um, Wickham, for example, did have all right food and stuff like that. Burton, they're brilliant for their away fans. Um, Reading are really on par with Burton. Like the, what they're providing is like wow. Whereas. At Bolton, yeah, we can't have any away fans in the fan zone. I, 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 and I, say, I get why it's not big enough. If they expanded, probably di- different, isn't it? Yeah, and, and as well with, with Reading, because it's kind of open plan, it's just like on a road. That's what really gives them the edge, because you could realistically... Like, obviously, I think they close it for rival games, which, off the top of my head, I can't really think who their rivals would be at this level. Um, but in terms of, like, Bolton-Reading, there's never going to be any, any animosity and... Um, you know, I, I think it's just a fantastic you know, idea. Uh, the one thing I do regret, though, is getting food straight away because we'll we'll, t- we'll get on to it. But there was that many options I didn't see because what what happened is when we showed up, we we arrived and we saw a burger van that was outside the fan zone. <laughs> and to be fair, I think it was you who, who convinced us. Let's just keep walking, just see what else there is. And then we came across the fan zone, and then naively, I got the first thing I saw in the fan zone and then I looked further down and saw you get, like, burritos, enchiladas, fajitas, and I was kind of gutted and I didn't really want to spend more on food because the the prices are uh, 
<laughs> something to talk about. Well, let's be frank. It's, I, it's me who sort of broke the news to you that, oh, yeah, look, there's Mexican food over there. You're just like, there's what? Because I, I was thinking, oh, let's go for a really nice bushy burger. I mean, it was. What well, for you, it was. I had the fries. But um, you were just, you were just disappointed. That just well, it's sadness. not so much disappointed. It was more, I, I would have loved to have more options. Because it was quite a hot day and maybe Mexican food wasn't the way to go, sweating my back out. But it would have been nice to just make, you know, have, have all the options. But let, let's get on to the food. So we'll start off with myself because... I think it's just easier to do. So I, I went with a burger. Now, it was from a street food vendor. And I think, how, how much was it? It wasn't cheap. It was eight fifty for a, basically a cheeseburger. I think it was Wagyu. Because I wanted you to try it. Because it didn't really taste fully like a burger. It was kind of, it was really nice. But it just, it didn't have that standard burger taste. It was a bit sweeter. Uh, caramelised onions and a, a bit of a bit of sauce on it. So... I really enjoyed it. It went down a treat. It was pretty light. Um, and what I was saying to you is I probably could have managed something afterwards. So it was quite good in that way because obviously when you go there and you want to try a few things, it helps. But at the same time, it was that hot. I didn't really want to get anything else. But I, I really enjoyed it. But eight fifty for a burger is... Uh, <laughs> I mean, I got furious at Bristol Rovers trying to charge me six fifty. It's... When we looked at the price of that first one, and this was just your bog standard like roadside burger, and we're not paying eight quid. So then when we came across these bushy burgers that were what eight fifty, they were completely different from something that's a low bear. Yeah, you're paying for you know like decent ingredients and a decent burger, and like I say, I probably wouldn't be mad. I'd have preferred if it come with fries, and I think at one point I thought they were gonna give me fries, and then they they kind of just didn't and I think they were sort of dealing with someone else and give them free fries but you know it weren't too bad what what did you get James uh well I got these to be fair I'm I'm sort of struggling at the moment to find somewhere that does really good fries these fries were banging right? probably the best you've had in a way game they were I had a couple of yours they were quite uh, high quality I liked them they were I love really nice like salt and pepper big flakes of salt it was like worth the money um but I didn't get them just by themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got them with... What, what was it? Was it Southern Fried Chicken? Well, that's what they uh, call them. But then again, you, you probably get them from Asda. <laughs> what they look like. Oh, do you know when you go to a takeaway that doesn't do chicken and then they put like... You can get Southern Fried Chicken, like, goujons or something. They were, they were rancid. Yeah, I, I was a bit shocked. Because obviously, I, I said to you, didn't I? I want us to ideally get different things. Just because at least that way, it's a bit bit more interesting than just talking about the same burger and i did feel a bit sorry for you because you had to wolf them down i I was disappointed i was looking at thinking hang on hang on hang on i could have bought spent a little less money and bought these really cheap not cheap but like six quid for fries that were worth six quid yeah and i think noodles as well were like seven quid so you could have got something a bit more exotic for you know, a bit less than what you paid for, what you got. And yeah. Then, like I say, I, I am a bit... I did offer you a bit of my burger, but at that point, I think it was just a lost cause. But I, I do think it, it was yeah. probably not their... Like, it, it was quite weird because it was more expensive than the burger and it felt like it would be more their speciality. But in the end, it just kind of looked like, oh, we need a chicken option, so we'll just we'll just chuck <sighs> these on. We need something. We need a chicken option. Well, yeah, you've got to cater to the many people who don't eat beef. So that kind of did let them down, but... 
you know, I suppose you can't really, you know, be a specialist in everything. No. But if you're listening to this, I forget your name. I recommend taking off the chicken from the menu. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll get on to the atmosphere now. Now, obviously, like I said, the occasion was quite a, a big one for them. You know, they were protesting the current owner and we sort of got to, to see that. And I was quite impressed with how a club in the situation they are in really rallied behind each other. Because I think it might have been you who pointed out that on Twitter, I think it was like one of the supporters, uh, trusts or like supporting fan bases who, who sort of came out and said, listen to the players, we're not booing you and we're not against you, we're against the owner. Yeah. And that it, it really did sort of show them in a good light, didn't it? Definitely. I, I can't remember the account or anything like that, but it was a massive sort of... It might have even been Reading Supporters Trust Group or whatever. Huge letter that openly saying we're not against you. We think you're really, you're really excited about the club that we've got in terms of the players that are there. But the when when an owner has lost the more points against any other team, um, it's quite <laughs> an embarrassing start, isn't it? Yeah, it's not um, not exactly the the best of reading. And like I say, I I was really impressed with how together they were because obviously. I, um, well, not uh, unfortunately, but when we were sort of going through a similar thing, I wasn't going, I was working Saturdays at the time, so I didn't get to go to really many of the protesting games, and I can't really comment too much on what that was like, but I, I don't think it was as good as, as the atmosphere there, because it seemed they were completely behind the team, completely behind the manager, it was just they were, you know, really against the owner, and they had the tennis ball protest, which is always fun to see. Um, especially when I think it was one or two of them delayed the first one and then they just threw them sort of like a few minutes after just to create a bit more of an annoyance. (laughs) But to be fair, them throwing those tennis balls and we were doing pretty poor. Yeah, it really changed the game around. Uh, We had men in scores. Like I say, obviously the away fans, there was I think 1,800 of us, which for that kind of distance, it is really good. And to be fair, we really did lift the, the team and we tried our best in the second half to keep them going through it was a constant it, it reminded me of the the Barnsley away game in the semi-final of the playoffs where there was just this spell in, in the second half for about 20 minutes it was just constant from us and um you know it would be really hard for me to say who, which of the fan bases were louder and and more energetic because it felt like a fantastic game where they got their team when they got back into it. They were so loud and they were so on top of it. And obviously, before that, it was the away fans. It, it was a great atmosphere for a neutral. I, I think cause I've not, I hadn't seen much of like from Reading in terms of their supporters and whatever. Their big sort of thing that game was to, to get to call their manager out, the manager, their owner out. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, yeah, to call the owner out. So I. If it wasn't in that position, I'd be interested to see what they are like on the normal game week. Yeah, so, yeah say if there wasn't any financial troubles and you find yourself in League One. Because by, by their respect, I think League One level for them is really disappointing. Yeah. You know, I think it was about three or four years ago, if I remember correctly, they were you know top end of the championship. Yeah, they so it, from their respect, if they had no financial issues and were in the same position, oh, I, I could definitely see them getting annoyed. But like say, it's a weird thing, administration and point deduction sometimes because it rallies the club club supporters against the owner 
but really brings them together with the team and the manager. So, like I say, I hope everything gets sorted. But with the, with that kind of fan base, I think it's attractive to to new investors and new owners to take over because you know you're getting loyal fans who are going to stick behind the players and hopefully get through a tough season. Yeah, definitely. So, going off price, I was actually rather impressed for, for what you got because it's a lovely stadium. Um, it's sort of what I'd class as a high-end championship stadium, maybe even bottom-end Premier League with how, how nice it looks and the, the fact that it's once again this lovely dome shape. There's no gaps in between. Um, and it, it was £22 for myself. But even better, it was £13 for you for under-25s. I mean, for, for that level, that's pretty incredible. Is it 13 quid for a ticket? It was 13 quid for you, yeah. Flipping heck. I mean, I didn't tell you that. I should have lied, but <laughs> get some more you money You didn't tell me that. I'm sure you told me it was like 30 no, quid. No, it's, no, it's 20, 22 for me, 13 for you. 13 it was, quid? It was fuel, I think, that was we split. Because obviously fuel's where the main cost came in, but... Like I say, for under 25, for like the younger generation of away fans, for 13 quid, that is an incredible day out. And yeah. like I say, obviously I know they kind of claw it back with the fan zone, but in a way it's quite nice, isn't it? Because you know because the ticket's so cheap, you can go out and have some nice expensive food. I reckon the coach would have been 25, 30 quid. So not, not... The, the coach was not cheap. I think it was I think it was nearly 40. It was quite, it was quite high. So And obviously time-wise it would have took longer to get there and they'd have had a stop. So obviously, like I say, an expensive day all around, but really hats off to, to ticket prices on that Reading. And I, I'd, obviously, it's well, we might not be in this situation, but next year, I, I would go again, I think, given that price. If it was on a Saturday, Tuesday would be a struggle with the distance. Yeah. But if it was on a Saturday, I would happily go again. I would go again. Fantastic. So, excitingly, we're going to do something a bit new. We're going to... Have a, a short break. It's going to be no break for you, but we're going to bring on one of our friends who attended the next two games and get a, a real different perspective. Uh, so <laughs> it's either going to go incredibly well this or we'll never do it again, but we'll be joined by a very special guest shortly. So welcome back to part two, and I am very excited to bring along a much-anticipated uh, appearance. Not from us, from him. He's been begging to, to come on. So not only are you joined by myself and James, you're joined by Neil. How are you doing, Neil? Hello, I think begging is a little bit strong. Um, I, well, I'll probably go with demanding. I'd say demanding rather than begging. Well, you say that, but I think there'll be a mutiny in this second half where it becomes the Neil show. So, let, we'll just start off with a, a bit of an introduction to yourself. So, you're not actually a Bolton fan, which is uh, a bit painful to me, but you, uh, you're a United fan, aren't you? I'm a United fan, yeah. Um, I've been for thousands of years. Um, <laughs> but what I quite like about you is, to me, you're one of those sensible United fans where... If you get the option to watch live football, that doesn't get in the way because no, I love I love football. With United, obviously, we'll have to say to to get a season ticket there, a is so expensive, and b is quite impossible sometimes. It's just nice to be able to watch live football, and it's just so much better than watching on the TV. Yeah, um, I've always had a soft spot for Bolton as well because I live there. Yeah, and 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 my uh, obviously my mum's. 
uh, husband is the same. You know, he, he's a United fan through and through. But again, we'll come to watch Bolton games every now and again because, like, say it, it's local, it's a high level and high level. <laughs> yeah. Well, League One is high level. <laughs> Compared to, to like, like the tenth step of league, yeah, let's compare it to pub teams. Compared to pub teams, compared to children at school, it's high level. Yeah, fantastic. So that was Neil's only appearance <laughs> for Slater. Uh, and, and welcome to my new podcast um, with yeah. me and none of the other two. But we'll um, we'll crack on then with the Peterborough game. Now, unfortunately, James didn't make it, so he won't. That really was a have... shame. A lot of input, which will do wonders for the ratings. Um, starting off, what what's like your first feeling when you turn up to to a game? I mean, is it does it sort of impress you the you know the stadium and the the attendances they get, or does it just kind of feel average to you? I've, I mean, I've, I think that's the first uh, Saturday league game I've been to at Bolton because the rest of the matches I think are cup matches. I think, yeah, they've always been League I Cup. I think I may or, have been to a, uh, a late league match at some point, but that was the first Saturday three. Um, it, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Everybody, no matter what match it is, you see a group of hundreds and thousands of people walking up to a match. It's always exciting, no matter who it is, even if it's Bolton. Yeah, it, it, it's a great atmosphere. And as well, you always just think, like, when. Like as a kid, if you're gonna get taken to a game, I mean, mm. obviously, I know it's all about supporting your local team and maybe getting down to like a non-league level. But for for that to be like someone's first game, it really must be, you know, a bit mind blowing. Like seeing a stadium that can hold like twenty eight thousand, and you can see now we're kind of getting back to the the high, uh, you know, tens and mm. low twenty thousand attendances. How many? There was like twenty one, nice. twenty one thousand there. Peter yeah, Bell, the, just just over twenty one. Over twenty one. Yeah, so, any experience where you walk in and you, you're just surrounded by people who are making the same noise as everybody else mm. about the same team, it's uh, yeah, it's special, even if it's Bolton. <laughs> you're going to spot a common theme there. And just no, to I'm say, ju- I only do that to wind Luke up. I like exactly, Bolton. Exactly, that, that, that's do what well. I was going to say. I want them say, back because in the I, I shove Bolton down his throat and he easily just turns it around and makes me feel awful. I like Bolton, <laughs> but... More, I like winding Luke up, <laughs> and it's and easily I, done because I get that annoyed. Yeah, it's so it's, it's too easy. It's it's too easy. I shouldn't do it because it's too easy. <laughs> but I, I do. Yeah, I, lo- I love going watching Bolton. Yeah, I do. And, and like I say, it, it's nice for you to actually get to see it in its prime rather than, um, you know, the the uh, under twenty ones, which we're going to get onto shortly afterwards. Because I don't think we need to. Well. I don't think we need to cover that match. No, we we do. Um, but going to the Peterborough game, in terms of the noise levels, would you say it was, you know, what you'd expect of League One yeah. level? Did it, you know, kind of interest you? I mean, we'll get on to some, some really interesting things just after this, but I just want to know... Really interesting. Yeah, I just want to know what you thought of, A, kind of like the home fans, noise levels, and then the away fans in comparison. Uh, the home fans were fantastic. Really, really good. Uh noisy the entire time yeah really good the, the away fans i i think they were pretty quiet uh from what i remember yeah and, and one thing we we sort of like i've noticed is when they get the smaller attendances and they put them up above it really does kind of punish that because obviously they're that further away and yeah it, it just kind of feels isolated to the rest them, of but, you but like i say after we got that uh red card the the home fans really tried to pull through and 
in a way, I think if it wasn't for getting behind the team and the, the level of noise they made, I think they would have struggled to, to keep the, the result a nil-nil. But like I say, it was one of the more impressive atmospheres we've heard. And yeah, so, but... to actually get a result at the end of it as well was, was really good. Um, but one thing I wanted to pick up on is the fact it was what we call a community day. Now, that means for any non-season ticket holders, you can get a ticket for 10 quid uh, for an adult, five quid for a child. And you always seem to notice a few new faces. So some people will give up the tickets and and let friends and family go. And you had a really interesting set of gentlemen behind you. I think three in total. And some of the stuff they were coming out with was just fucking insane. Yeah, I don't want to um, disparage them or call them names, but they were fucking idiots. <laughs> I mean, we, we went through a process nonsense. of... nonsense. They stomped about... a fucking Strongbow Dark Fruit, which yeah. seems to be a familiar sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 whatever the fucking hell you call your ground nowadays tough sheet the tough sheets the tough sheet community stadium (laughs) it's Reebok it's it's always been the Reebok but my favourite part of it was they were um, on about a player who was wearing I still don't know what it is but I'm guessing it's a religious headwear well no no he had an injury oh did he you could see he'd had an injury and it it was he'd got um, padded up and uh, that's just a protective cover for his, um, his, his his padding Fair enough. But, but what, what it they wasn't were coming religious, out with. fucking moron. That's what they said as well. Oh, it must be religious. <laughs> no, he's wearing a fucking swimming cap. There's no religions that I'm aware of that wear swimming caps. Well, hey, Michael, the religion of Michael Phelps, I'm the, sure, will make the yeah, most I mean, of that. But there are ones be. who wear a similar kind of... Not, like, not the, obviously, I know the Jewish have the skull caps, but it wasn't wasn't like... It seemed, obviously, it was a, a swimming cap. And, like I say, it was shiny. It was a, it was a swimming cap. <laughs> that was just to protect his uh, his, his padding. His injury. His, yeah. But look, some of the stuff they were coming out with, what yeah, was I it? He was, he's going it. swimming in a minute. Is um, he dives where he wants. the fuck up as well. Just the entire match, just <laughs> waffling about nonsense. And it's not like you to be a negative person. You're usually very I'm not negative. Positive. I'm just, you know, easily annoyed. <laughs> no, not well, easily. Just you know, I'm just a normal human, innocent man, Luke. Yeah, well, you say this, but like, like I say, it kind of did take away a bit from the experience having to listen to that. No, for, it was, for it a was good fine. The, minutes, but they did the, leave on the 90th minute, so we got a few minutes apiece. Yeah, the, the like I said, the, the atmosphere was awesome the entire way through. Very it different was. to last night. Yeah, but we'll, we'll get on but, to that. Yeah, yeah, It was super. Like you said, I think that the once the red card happened. The fans, they were already behind them, obviously, but the fans were properly behind them. And you can see the players, like, gene up the crowd as they're going around to bring up the energy, and I think it really helped. Yeah. But the, the red card did ruin the match. It did, it and obviously we, we had a bit of a conversation, well. didn't we? <laughs> About, yeah. like, at the time, I didn't think it was a red card, and then the replays were horrific, and it was a red card, so... Mm. Yeah, it was an appalling challenge. He didn't need to make it as well. We both said that. No, it, it was completely out of uh, out of the question to be made, and he was acting captain, and that really kind of felt like a non-captain move, um, just to really put the game at risk there. But you know, it, he would it's... have made that challenge if he wasn't the captain, do you reckon? He, he sort of split second thought, "I've got to take more responsibility than." Yeah, it, it was very much that the I've game might this. be on the line here. Yeah, even though it wasn't. No, it, it was well, a it terrible was just decision. To about half time, that? wasn't it? It was right. Yeah, before. Do you reckon that? It was yeah, it was right before. It was like five minutes of excitement for our time. 
because there was both goals in the red, weren't there? Yeah, it was. It was really. It was a really weird, compact game where everything kind of happened in that mm. five minutes, and then it was just sort of a completely different game because of the red card. And yes, yeah, uh, like you say, so obviously he, getting on to to Tuesday, he played a different uh, game. He played really well in a much more mature Tuesday. performance. But I know I think he'll be upset with with you know how he got sent off, and obviously being banned for three games is is a lot of time to learn a lesson. But we'll we'll move on to the the United under 21s game. I don't um, recall. I don't recall. Well, if you don't recall, we'll go to James first of all. James, uh, we, we experienced the same kind of issue as we were referring to at Salford where once again, there was hardly any fans. It was less than 3,000. It, it's just, again, a bit of a shame to see that a lot of Bolton fans don't take advantage of 10 quid tickets. Yeah, I just, I do wonder, like, you know, bear in mind, we you know we're first-hand and know this, that there's going to be a few fans there who are not Bolton supporters. They're, they're there to see uh, the United. Um, but no need for that, James. Y- you just wonder how pl- people aren't just flocking to for £10 tickets on a Tuesday night. They can go to the bingo, they can go to bowling, but no, they can come to Bolton instead and watch the football. That, you know, it's the, that bowling was dead. That was the sort of you know, levels we're on. <laughs> It was. <laughs> not not to get too distracted, but yeah, it, it was deserted when we left. But like I say, we were used to seeing a packed um, stadium and then it's like you can't move shortly afterward. I mean, flashback to a year, we, we didn't cover it, but we had the Aston Villa home game, which we all attended and you were stuck on a car park for an easily an hour afterwards. So yeah. it's really weird to see that level. That one where we had a kick about in the car park after. Yeah, that, that was the game where we, right, we just yeah, literally yeah. gave up trying to get out and just played football. Yeah, for, an for hour. about an hour, was it? <laughs> but it, it's just such, yeah, such a weird contrast from that to to like say this. It was there was hardly anyone there, and I will give credit. There was four hundred and fifty-two United fans, and I've it seen a few super. videos of them doing the the usual protests in our uh, in our concourse that they they had access to, and. I mean, to be fair, with the cup games um, on the same night at the Crystal Palace, uh, it was on TV. So not only have you got fans who are attending mm. and fans who can watch on at home, they, you've then got some fans who've come to watch basically their, not even their high quality under-21s because the, some of the better ones will be out on loan or in the first team. It, it is quite commendable of that fan base. And obviously that being your fan base, Neil, it, it, it must be quite nice to see that. Yeah, it was it was really good. They came out to see the sweet baby angel boys. And, uh, <laughs> they they sang the entire time. They were still singing at eight one down. It was they were fantastic. The fans. Well, the we didn't sing at all, did we? Were dog shit. <laughs> yeah. Compared to the Peterborough match, I mean, I know there's a fraction of the amount of people, but they were the Bolton fans were completely silent the entire time, apart from when he scored. Uh, and even so, then, it was only till the later when we went probably like 4-0 up, 5-0 yeah. up, that's when a bit of noise came. But, you know, I, I agree with you, Neil. It's one thing that really does annoy me, this this competition, because with the defending champions, we, we've played a, a fantastic game uh, against Salford, got the result early on. Yeah. We've played this yeah. amazing game against United, and there's only so many thousand there, and there's, there's no noise. It really is quite an annoying thing, really, but... It was the biggest win Bolton have had for 40 years as well, and only 3,000 people were there to see it. Yeah, and it was against, it's, the, it's really disappointing. against the brilliant Manchester United, so it's it's a worthy victory. No, I, I have Manchester already United said that games. it was against Manchester United. There was, the basically, it's not even the under-21s. I could see that as the first team in a year or two, so let's just call it the first team. Uh, really, Let's, let's, great let's call it kids. You've played <laughs> some kids. you put out a really strong squad, which... 
you know, you do. I was surprised that, by that's it. Fine. A lot of fans that's were. That's yeah. fine. Um, I didn't see an eight-one match though. I, oh, yeah. I saw goals in that match, but I thought it would be a lot closer because that first twenty minutes, we were talking about this on the way home. It, it looked like it could have gone either it way. It looked like a close match before that first goal went in. It looked like, oh, okay, these are going to give him a give him a bit of a match here. Uh, but yeah, it is weird, weird, strange. It was just inexperience and kids and just falling apart at the back completely. There was no defense, absolutely no defense. But again, that's kind of the 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 trick because. I want to get both your opinions on this, and I'll start with you, James. What What do you think to under twenty ones teams being allowed in the competition? Is it something you kind of can get behind, or do you think I've seen a few people like float around the idea of having some national league sides instead? I I saw this tweet before, and it was talking about how you know, oh, bringing in un, under twenty one teams that's really going to rejuvenate the whole competition, but in reality, it's just teams like Bolton just beating them every single time. Um. And there was a mention on the same account of bringing in National League teams. They have the FA Trophy, which is their non-league trophy. If you suddenly said bring them into the EFL Trophy, that's probably a, t- a step too far for some of them. Mm. Um, I completely get why they want the 21s to be in there, because they, they need a bit of experience playing teams that are better, because they are. Um, but they, they, this United team get a draw, you said, in the last game. I think they won Against on Stockport. penalties. Yeah, they drew one, yeah. one all, and then one on pens. So, five four. So they got, the, so they got two points. So they, it's not like they're incapable. I even look at Wolves. Wolves were two 0 up at Ipswich. Yeah, they lost three two, but the, yeah, I think it's a, it's it's a stupid claim to say they don't deserve to be having a chance. And and Neil, obviously, from a a standpoint where you're a United fan, are you sort of happy that you get to see the chance to? see the, the young under-21s, or do you think it's maybe just a bit of a, you know, silly? Because, like I say, it gives now the narrative that people like me can use that, uh, obviously, we, we won 8-1. Yeah, uh, I think that was an outlier, though. I mean, you don't get 8-1 matches that often. They did beat them 4-1 last year, though. No, 4-0, wasn't it, last year? 4-0, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like that they throw under-21 teams in because it's, it's cup experience against you know, relatively big teams and it gives them a totally different dynamic of a team to play against. Like Bolton are just like big bruisers and you saw the difference in sizes. They just looked like they were playing against children. Yeah, and it's not even so much the sizes. It was like, you look at their tallest players, they were so skinny, the United... I mean size in general, like just small framed people. Yeah, and and, but like Um, I say, I'm very much of the support in the under-21s. I know obviously... Oh, it's you know, good for to experience. Some people, it's a bit of a boring game, but every so often you could come across a gem. You That's know, what like well, yeah. Shoratere, who signed for us last season, he could go on and break through to the, the first team in one or two years, and then you could say, you know, it, it's helping with development. But it's very rare they'll get to play against players of this level, and in when you're trying to develop, I think it is really crucial. Yeah, yeah, definitely, because you don't get to play against teams like. Bolton as an under twenty one team, so yeah, give them give them the experience. Like the national league teams, like James said, they've got their own, they've got their own competition. Uh, 
Yeah, and then obviously it's logistics of cost as well. I mean, like, yeah. for example, if they hosted the home games, how many, you know, league fans are really going to want to go to non-league stadiums? And then you've got, obviously, are they going to bump up you, prices for potentially have football to separate it into north and south again? And hmm. Well, I'll only fall out of love with this competition when we lose it. Until then, it's the, it's the greatest cup competition in England. You said when? What about if? Well, yeah, we might not lose it. We might, we might win it again, and then you might you know, win it again. Go up. I, I hope. I hope I get another day at Wembley. That was. I'm gutted. I just I missed, can't put words. I have to, to, well, I have to miss Wembley. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a trip for you, but it, it's it's one of those things when you get to see your your team walk out. And, and to be fair, if it was the other way around and we lost at Wembley, I don't know if I'd have felt felt the same way. But it was just so nice to to see the win. But obviously, we'll say again, eleven pound for that ticket in total with the one pound booking fee. Um, you can't really moan. It, it's a fantastic price. And one thing I will say is if any of you are debating going to a cup competition like that, please do, because I really hate to see it so lowly attended. And, you know, it, it really is a competition where you can see some fantastic games. You might see the next big English prospect and it really is worth getting down. Um, so before we get to our usual rankings, and obviously we'll have your input for a change as well with this, Neil, I thought we'd really depress uh, me and James by talking about how much cost we have incurred and how far we've travelled. So we'll start off first of all. So up until the beginning, at the end of last episode, we were on a total of four hundred and nine pounds and eighty pence spent, uh, mainly due to Reading. The cost of this episode has, has been eighty five pounds and ten pence, meaning we have now spent four hundred and ninety four pounds and ninety pence. And that's each, so that's fantastic. Um, and distance-wise, before today's episode, we travelled 259 miles. Thanks to Reading and our home games, we've travelled 251 miles, meaning our total now is 510 miles. And I worked this out. If you were to fly from Manchester Airport to Charles de Gaulle in Paris, that's only 468 miles so we've actually driven and travelled further than a flight from Manchester to Paris. Is that just this season? Just this season. You spent 500 quid already each. Yeah, and that's without a hefty amount of away games. I think it's with three away mm. games. And you've both got season tickets as well. Um, Are you taking the, that yeah. into the cost? Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, we the home games are either season ticketed or if it's a cup game, you add the cost. But yeah, it's... It's going to be an expensive season, more so for me, because there's a few games James is going to miss. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but we'll, James, we'll get you on missed to our last rank. night as well. Start on your phone. I'm so well, <laughs> Leave him alone. It's my job to bully him. Uh, we'll get on to our rankings now. So, at the moment, we'll start with our away team. So, we've got Burton sitting first and Cheltenham sitting second. Titans of League One football for you, Neil. Um mm. Now, James Redding easily has got to go top, hasn't he? Yeah. Red, you know, it was such a great atmosphere, and I really hope they can pull through. Um, but, yeah, so Redding, you are now top, and that delegates, uh, uh, not delegates, relegates Burton to second, Cheltenham to third. So we've now got, uh, well, first of all, add the Salford Cup game, um, obviously, because Neil didn't attend that. Um, I'd probably put them straight bottom. Um, the work, like I say, probably the lowest away attendance we've seen, and again, the atmosphere of the cup really doesn't help. So, any objections to that, James? No, nope, I completely agree. 
Okay, and then we'll get on to the United we'll do first, because I'm interested in seeing this. Now, j just to give you sort of a bit of um, a measuring stick, Neil. Uh, Wigan, we've got top. I mean, they brought 4,000 fans, made so much noise. You know, they won 4-0. They, I don't think... That oh, this United is a ranking of the near. away fans? Yeah, away fans, yeah. Right, okay. Uh, and then we've got uh, Middlesbrough, who bought 3,000. And again, made a lot of noise. Hmm. Um, you know, it was just really... It's hard to see them moving. Derby as well, they brought quite a through. But Lincoln, I think, is going to be interesting. Because Lincoln only brought, I think, 700, 800. But even though United only brought 500, they were, like you said, they were so loud and so consistent. I think that time. makes up for the little... Like, imagine if there was, like, a thousand of them. Yeah. You wouldn't and have been the, able the to, to hear. first team was playing on the same night as well. Yeah, and on TV as well. So you've got telly, yeah. a double hit from them. And to still have nearly 500 fans show up. And, and they were still singing up. whilst getting spanked as well. Yeah. Whilst getting like I say, absolutely obviously destroyed. Because if they were winning 3-0, you could understand their fans loving life. But to yeah. be losing 8-1 and still chanting United. Superb, yeah. Uh, so I, I give I them think... 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, morally, if you'd have brought more fans, I could have really put you in the, the you know up against Derby because they were a bit disappointing for me and James. But given the the sheer effort that there was only you know four hundred none of them, I think they go in between Derby and Lincoln. What about you, James? You any uh, arguments no, there? No, I, I I agree. I've got arguments. <laughs> you've got, you've got arguments. Well, yeah, I didn't. I didn't. No, no, I didn't see the other away fans, but. Um, regardless of who that team was, not just because they were United fans, they were there weren't many of them, and they were so loud the entire time. Ten yeah. top, put them top. Uh, the only preface Number I've got one. is that because it's a cup game, I, I do rank them a bit lower. Like for example, uh, we played Barrow in the cup, and they ranked quite low, and you know for obvious reasons. But like I say, morally they were fantastic, and like I say, it does kind of show you the dedication that some of those fans have to go and watch. They're under twenty ones and miss out on watching them live and also watching Heroes them on TV. But... Is what they are. Heroes. Every <laughs> single one of them. So so we've obviously now got Peterborough to add to the mix. Now, it's gonna be really controversial this, but I'd say that they're definitely below United. I agree. And... <laughs> so I, I think Peter... them, But I agree. <laughs> yeah. James. I I didn't watch the game, so I can't I can't comment, can I? Oh no, oh, Peterborough! Jesus. Right, yeah, no, I was there. Right, so I yeah, did it was see Neil. them. <laughs> yes, sorry, ah! I just thought you were being awkward. <laughs> oh no, sorry, I forgot. I get, I get mixed up with these teams who uh, don't mean anything. Uh, yeah. No, the, the Peterborough fans were not were not very good. No, they they were very considering you know how many they brought. Yeah, and they, was, had they, 10, they, they brought quite a lot. 10. Yeah, uh, they were not not good. Bad, bad, boo, bad people. <laughs> God, you are a United Four. Man, you. Four out of um, ten. <laughs> I, I, would, I think maybe I'd put them uh, above Lincoln, I think, is fair enough. Um, like I say, obviously, I think the Peterborough did bring a few more than Lincoln, so it, there were similar levels of volume. And I don't like how you rank these, Luke. What's that? I don't like how you rank them. Not happy about it. Well, we, well it's my podcast, so <sighs> go fuck yourself. Maybe. Um so, going through, we'll uh, recap the home rankings. So, Wigan fans, of course, sit top. Uh, Middlesbrough second. Derby County hold on to third. But 
big shout out to United. Uh, they come in at fourth um, with a valiant fourth. effort. Uh, Peterborough next up with fifth, Lincoln sixth, Barra seventh, Fleetwood eighth, and Salford ninth. So again, we're kind of seeing the home uh, atmospheres really compare, uh, really come through in numbers. And hopefully, when we actually get to go to some away games, um, we will get to say the same uh, there. But that that'll do for now. Um, it's been lovely having you on, Neil. It's been an experience, I'll say Thank at least. Thank you. And I've enjoyed myself. I'm honoured. I, I would Very love it exciting. if you uh, would come back on for our kind of second half because that would be quite fitting for you to do two in a row. And, and obviously, it's a it's a bit less uh, attendance based, so you can have more of an opinion and more involvement. But it, it's been really Absolutely. a breath of fresh air having uh, a new a new face and obviously getting an opinion of someone who necessarily isn't a Bolton fan. I'm a bit of a Bolton fan. I'm not. No, a, but uh, you're more impartial no. than me and James. Oh yeah, I'm impartial about all football. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. That's, wise, that's a nice. That's a, we'll put that on your tombstone. Wise, Neil, beautiful man, <laughs> humble, beautiful, modest, fantastic person. Yeah, you, yeah, okay, whatever you say. But uh, it's been brilliant having you on. Now, next Thank episode you. again. Unfortunately, there's only going to be one away game, Port Vale, and two more home games, but. We are going to work on bringing you something a bit interesting after that. I won't give too much away, but I'm, I'm happy to say it should involve Neil, so it, it's going to be really exciting there. It's the podcast's first ever sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you really do not want to see that, looking at me, first of all. I mean, yes, they do. I, I... We all do. I'd love to get involved in that, please. <laughs> the grunting, the moaning. It's what we're here for. Fucking brilliant. Uh, but thank you very much for listening. I have been Luke. I have been James. I've been Neil. And we hope that you will come back for episode four.